girls, where do you want to go? Some girls go shopping or to lunch. Some girls work out or drop into the spa. But we know when girls want to have fun and really connect, girls go golfing. This is the Girls Go Golfing podcast with Jan Brownstein, co-host of Utah Golf Radio, and her favorite gang of girls talking about all the things that matter and the golf they share that ties it all together. So let's go golfing, girls. Hi, it's Jan Brownstein, founder of Girls Go Golfing and co-host of Utah Golf Radio. You can catch Utah Golf Radio every Saturday morning on Utah's number one sports talk, ESPN 700, from 8 to 10. Yeah, I almost messed that up, but I didn't. I'm sitting here with Lindsay Lee. Hello, everyone. Chanda Gardner. Hi. And Chanda brought her senior high school student who is on the golf team, but she has a longer story. Tell me your name and tell us your last name and kind of the story. Uh, my name is Tawny Ayer, and like she said, I'm a senior on the, go- on the BHS golf team, and my grandparents are the coaches. And the, your grandparents have brought um, Chanda to tears when she talks about them. And so I think it's really what, uh, such a special thing that's been going on. And then your parents have been waiting for you to graduate just so that they can retire? Yes, they tell everyone. that. Do you think that they really will? I think they're pretty much done. After I'm done, <laughs> they're going to pass it on to Chanda. Okay, that's going to be all up to Chanda. Chanda, how do you feel about that? I'm so intimidated. I'm so nervous for these coaches to leave. They founded the program 15 years ago. They coached boys golf a couple years prior to that. I think they did five to ten years helping coach the boys. And then they're like, hey, we need to get this for the girls. So I am incredibly intimidated to take over for the founders of the program because they've built it up so much that I've got to step up my game. Well, I think they're leaving it in pretty good hands. I mean, you've been here for a couple of years and kind of know the ropes. And I mean, you've got to see it grow and, and, and whatnot from your perspective. Yeah, it's kind of neat because I was actually one of the first kids that played for them. Okay, so So you were a student first before you became the teacher, the coach. They actually taught me. They were the first one to put a club in my hands when I was a freshman in high school. So I was 14. (laughs) She used to teach me in AP English, and she just grabbed me out of the hall one day and said, you should try golf. Like, you should golf and see how it goes. And they are the reason I fell in love with the game. That is amazing. I still love that story. So was golf just kind of, um, you had no choice? Um, well, I started when I was younger because of them, but then, um, all my cousins have golfed in the past. And so I have a cousin my age and we started our freshman year just for fun. And then she didn't play and I kept going. Oh, nice. Yeah. She's got kind of a crazy story. Her poor cousin, Caitlin, she was actually a freshman and had gotten injured at practice. One of the girls was swinging a driver and knocked her in the skull and cracked her head open. Oh, my gosh. It was traumatic. And poor Caitlin hasn't picked up a golf club since because she's so terrified of the whole situation. Do you know what, though? I can totally see that being so traumatic that you can't get past it. I mean, it really, I mean, you can't get past it. Yeah, it's been so intimidating for her. She's actually working for me at Canyon Breeze this year. So oh, she's she? up at the golf course all the time. Oh, yeah. Okay. Up there ringing people in for golf and cooking burgers, doing the regular thing. But we're like, hey, Caitlin, you ready to go play? Like, let's get you back into it. And she's just so intimidated to get on the tee box Aww. because of it. It's I wonder so, if she should so go to sad. hypnosis. 
Probably so. Or go to like a therapist or something but that can just, help her past it. You don't realize how dangerous the game can really be until no, something like until that happens. No, until something happens like that. Or, yeah. I mean, the thing that happened at Sleepy Ridge with the little girl. It's just, I mean, you never know yeah, what's going to happen. It's such an eye-opener. And you don't realize it when you're playing, you know, because it's like an everyday, easy go, and you don't think about anybody getting injured while you're out there. But yeah, it, it happens, and it can be so scary. Dude, we see old guys get injured all the time. <laughs> when they swing out of their shoes and they're like oh my god my back uh, that's true those aches and pains and when you pull something definitely oh. definitely it's hilarious I just find it hilarious okay so you guys came down for the Epson tour and your girls volunteer um, at the tour and help what did they what did you guys do today go for it Tawny um, I controlled music and DJed on the tent team. What? <laughs> yeah. That is so cool. And now where are, they, is that where they're teeing off? Um, they split it this year. So okay. they had half of them tee off on the first tee and then half on the tent tee. On tent tee. So. Okay. So you're doing music. Do girls give you their walk-up songs? Um, or do they give you an idea of what they want or do you just kind of pick based on who they are or because you get to kind of pick don't you yeah we sat down the first night and kind of made a playlist and everyone kind of threw okay like, just so the, okay so team. it is that thing yeah but then we like the announcer asked them if they had recommendations they could tell us so we took some recommendations but not very many <laughs> <laughs> so it's gonna be fun listening to all these girls walk-up songs tomorrow because <laughs> right. it's a thing. I mean, you have to have, I mean, you want to get pumped up. What's the craziest walk-up song someone's ever asked for? Well, I only had one girl tell me, and it was just a Bruno Mars song. So it wasn't... Oh, it wasn't crazy. Yeah, we had more, like, requests from the crowd wanted different songs. But oh, okay. I'm trying to think of, what What would your walk-up song be? <laughs> Oh, that's hard. I don't know. You know what the first song that I start to work out with or I, I like to hit balls with or the first song that I like to just that makes my head go is um, California Love from Tupac. I don't know why, but the beginning of that song when it it's just it it just means something is going to happen and it just pumps me up. I get really excited. I don't know that that would be my walk up song. Hmm. I have to think about that. Let's think about that next. Okay. Let's revisit it. Yeah, that's a fun topic. I think mine would definitely be Thanks for the Memories by Fall Out Boy. I don't know what it is about that song, but that gives me my groove. Like, that's it. Yeah. I mean, everybody has a song that just, it's like your rock anthem or something. Yeah. What's yours that gets you started? There's just too many. I know. There are her face is like, I don't know. I think, let me blank that one out. But as long as I can, you know, sing to it or move to it, I'm going to be happy. Okay, cool. Yeah. So what was the most impressive thing for you today, Tony, when you were watching the girls? Um, just how straight all their drives are. Like, mine always slides or go to the left. I'm like, how do they get it to go straight? I know. <laughs> and their posture and their, I mean, just their mechanics are just so tight. And then it, everything goes so smoothly. But they just hit it so hard. I mean, that it's almost like they have recoil. Yeah, it's amazing, too, because most of these players are very little petite women. I know. And they can smash it. And like, you're like, I was how here, is that? I, I was here two it. years. I know. I was here two years ago when Rose Zhang was here, and she just won the um, women's the women's am at the, at the Masters. And she is a skinny little number. 
Yeah, that's how most of these girls are like. I mean, they have pretty good muscle to them. You know, they're obviously doing like their full gym, you know, routine along with everything else that they do to train. But you see these little girls that get up there and they probably weigh like what? Maybe like 130, 125, and they can smash it 250 yards plus, like with no big that's deal. That's incredible. And, it's, and bone straight. Oh, yes, bone straight. It's, it's great to watch them. We've actually been very impressed with their short game. That's one of the things that we talked about as a team a couple nights ago about how. There might be their drives that, mm-hmm. you know, get them out there where they need to be. But it's their approach shot to right. the green is really what counts do you think in the short game. Do you think it's, everyone talks about the second shot? Do you think the second shot is the most important shot? You know, I've never thought of golf in that way. But just after talking about it as a team last night, like we really decided that, yeah, how you get up on the green is really what's going to set you up. I mean, I've always thought the most important part of the game is obviously your putting, mm-hmm. you know, because that's where all your strokes come from. Like, you got to really practice your, your distance and your line. But when you really sit back and think about it, it doesn't really matter how far you're going to hit the ball as long as you can get your second shot and you get up the there. Next See, and that's how I feel. It's certain certain yards, just like 310 and, two, and yeah. 320, that means I can get on in two. And so, and that's the whole thing is just getting on, getting on in two. I mean, your second shot is really what's going to get you there because you can completely fuck up your drive and still manage to to swing out par. Yeah. I had a phone call with Sue um, Nyfus the other day and she just mentioned this just in casual conversation that we were having over the phone about how you just need to take it one stroke at a time. Like Mm -hmm. you need to just play against par, like focus on having your drive go to the middle of the fairway, focus on your fairway shot making it to the green, then putt close and putt in. She's like, that's all you need to focus on is just each stroke at a time. Yeah, she, that's why Sue Nice is my idol. She's amazing. She's so incredibly <laughs> intelligent, and she her golf, her golf knowledge is just, you just feel like you learned something when you talk with her for oh, yeah. five minutes. And we probably had, yeah, it was probably like maybe a 10-minute phone call. You know, we talked about a few other things, but I think I learned more from that one conversation than I have in multiple years of hearing golf advice from others that's awesome she's a real treasure to have here in utah i know she's so great i mean i you know i remember (laughs) the first time i met her i was so nervous i was sweating i was so nervous to meet her because she's such a legend in utah and then she's just been so kind to me and and i remember going to a clinic and she was there and she's teaching us some stuff and i mean she just she is a, a tremendous plus to Utah. Oh yeah. And just such a gem. She's just so down to earth and willing to help with anything. Like she's willing to give you little tips and advice on anything that you need. Like she's helped me with a few like career advices and, you know, just suggestions. And it's like, wow, Sue, I have never met you in person, Mm -hmm. but it's so nice that you'll even take the time to talk to me. Oh, she totally will. I text her the other day because Maya was trying to decide on school. She's going to college and she's trying to decide on where to go. And so I called or I text Sue this rather long text and and asking her about what's the most important thing as far as what she's looking for for school. And uh, not three minutes later, I get a phone call. That's too long to talk uh, to talk about on text. Here's what I think. And so she went through this whole thing, and she told us things that we didn't know that it was important for Maya to make sure she, you know, signed up for her um, did her NCAA qualifier. And so and, you know, and she's deciding between an NAI school or a uh, or a Division three. And so the whole whole thing with the NAIA is that she can't she may not be able to transfer to a division one or division two school out of the NAIA. So she'd rather go to a division three school. That's NCAA. Yeah. 
Wow. So that gives her a chance to, you know, to so, step up. It's so cool that Sue can like, you know, just call you. And I just know. Call you like, hey, this is how what I kind. Think. I mean, she just, this is, yeah. you know, this is what, this is what I think is best for her. Because I mean, how would like, you know without somebody telling you? I exactly. Mean, you don't know these things. You don't oh, know yeah. the ins and outs and the pitfalls and her being with, you know, UVU and BYU. It's just, she knows every in and out of college scholarships. She does. And luckily I feel like that's how the culture of golf is too, though. Like there's a lot of unwritten rules that people don't really talk about, mm-hmm. you know, just like with coaching, like our new girls, you know, like not to walk in somebody's line. Right. Like it's not, that's not written down anywhere. Mm-mm. Nobody, you know, like you don't know that until you have somebody take you and show you. And see, we were talking about that, about having an etiquette class. I mean, it's an etiquette thing and we're not, it's not something you're taught until you do it wrong. And someone tells you don't do that versus learning the rules. And you know, that's, kind of the 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 caveat to golf exploding is is all these new golfers don't know the rules and they and they're not very respectful of this game and that's what's so frustrating i can tell you as a course manager how frustrating it is oh i can't even i feel like i get called out to greens to tee boxes to get after people all the time over the dumbest stuff i mean i love having like you thought on course and i had some high school boys up there the other day that took their shirts off and they were out there golfing and i'm like boys okay this is not a frat house you need to put your clothes back on they just thought it was the funniest thing and i'm like no like i'm dead serious like you guys are in a golf course you can't just be golfing without your shirts on like i'm sorry (laughs) oh my gosh but they really like you really don't know until somebody teaches until you. until you yeah until you're taught i mean yeah, golf, is a gl- with- golf is a game of class i oh, mean oh yeah and you just you don't know unless you have someone to show you and it's the same with like you know fixing like your ball marks and your divots mm-hmm. or to make sure that the person well like, first off you have to tell in. them what a ball mark and a divot is uh, yeah i mean let's start with that <laughs> yeah, because right. once we teach them what that is then they'll understand but you can't just tell them fix your ball mark and divot if they don't know what a ball mark and a divot is oh yeah and they have no clue i mean we try to start our kids pretty young at our course i mean we have lots of mm-hmm. We don't really like age limit it. So, I mean, we can have your two-year-old And up you're there teaching them mostly the don't, the don't do this. It's all the don'ts. It is seriously <laughs> all the don'ts. Like, how about you don't do this? Yeah. Make sure you follow the cart path signs and don't park by the tee boxes. And, you know, it is a lot of, of don'ts. Yeah. And it's, but it's hard for me. It's hard for me as a manager to get after people constantly when I'm trying to like create a very uplifting and happy clubhouse and an atmosphere where people want to return to. But at the same time, I'm yelling at them because they're wearing cowboy boots on the greens. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? That is just the most unnerving thing to me. Sometimes these outfits, like we saw, we played Canyon Hills today and we saw this girl and by golly, she was pretty, but she was practically naked. And it's just, and it, it was cold. I mean, we're wearing, I'm wearing a windbreaker. She's got on pants and long sleeves and a vest. And this girl is, I'm not kidding you, wearing the smallest white tank top and this red piece of material that hung around her waist. <laughs> it wasn't even a golf skirt. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, it yeah. was just like, it was just like flag material. Hmm. That swishy, swish, swish. Yeah, it was like that. And yeah, as a profession, like how, how do you go handle that? You know what I mean? Like, I know. You, how do you go and how do you handle that? I mean, luckily I'm a woman, so I feel like I could say something, but if there was a man in the clubhouse, if there was like a pro, oh, like how do you gonna, send your pro to go out there to tell a girl she's wearing something inappropriate? Yeah. I mean, that just sounds like a big sex harassment scandal waiting to happen. Well, I mean, but know? at the same time, we could say, we had this conversation just earlier today about the Marshall situation that I had yesterday. So we were on the course and the Marshall came up and spoke to us. They didn't speak to the group in front of us, the group of men in front of us, or the group behind us. He specifically came up to each one of us and asked us if we could move it along. Hmm. I wasn't there. 
the sign or the digital um, caddy on the cart yeah. indicates that we're 21 minutes ahead of schedule. And really? you have the balls to come over and tell us that we need to hurry up and that there's a hole and a half in front of us? Bullshit. There wasn't a hole and a half in front of us. When we got up to the hole, we were right on them. They were seriously, hadn't even, te- they hadn't even teed off yet. Yeah. And why would he come up and all of a sudden park his cart right when we're trying to putt? Do you think it was a sexism thing? You I know, absolutely 100% think it was. Oh, yeah. Because she just wanted to talk to him. She, just, <laughs> she keeps saying that maybe he's trying to flirt with you. He was 70. But that I mean, definitely means he was trying to flirt with I know, because you know what? I already boys. said I am the biggest hit with 70 plus. I'm telling you, they love my ass. It's incredible. <laughs> See, that is such a funny topic because we were talking about it the other day, too. I just hired a new marshal for our course, and I had to make it very clear with him. Our high school girls all are our princesses. They are our golf princesses and they can do no wrong. You be polite, you be courteous, and you be patient. But as for the high school boys, they know better and you can kick their butts. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of a good format to have. But yeah, there's a lot of sexism when it does come to golf. And there's a lot of people that think because you're a woman, you play slow. And that's not always the case. No. Do you know what? Have you ever seen a female marshal? That's what we need. We need some female marshals. I mean, maybe I can volunteer for that. I'm not going to volunteer. You have to fucking pay me. But <laughs> I, I want to do that job, and I want to be a marshal and get people go, get people going and things like that. Because be you go on. I mean, you have to go out <laughs> to the tee box and you have to go out to the green because people are this, that, and the other. But the fact that they think that women play too slow is beyond my wildest dreams. I don't even understand that at all. Women play so fast. We were just talking the other day when we were playing how 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 long it takes men to walk off the green yeah oh yeah and get to their carts why why does it take so long what are they doing i mean she and i just get our ball and we whoosh, 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 and we're in the cart and we're ready to go. Yeah. Do you think it's culturally? Like culturally, like men are raised to know that, oh, they're just automatically faster than women. So they can take the time to walk slow on the greens and BS about things. But as women, we're taught that, no, you walk fast mm-hmm. and you hurry and you grab your ball and you get to the next hole. And you don't talk about your score until you are to the next tee box so you can let the people behind you hit. Mm-hmm. I mean, we teach our girls at a very young age that you go. But the boys aren't taught that. See, and when I learned how to play golf, I wasn't taught that. That's just something I knew to do because I knew that I was I was intruding on their game, supposedly. And so I was trying to make me not be a nuisance or slow, you know, in, slow or any, anything like that where they would have anything to complain about. Oh, that's good. I think you have a lot more common sense than most. <laughs> I really Jan, do, though, you know? Jan hit the marshal. Oh, I did hit the marshal the other day. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it hit I, the cart. Like, no, like with this the golf was, ball, right? This was a not our fist. No, not with my fist. This okay. is a marshal that we like. We like this marshal. And I'm not kidding you. This ball came down. It came up and over and then down and then Underneath the cart and shimmy, you know how it shimmies from the bottom to the. <laughs> yeah, it was a shimmy. It was a shimmy shaker, and it was so funny because we get up there and we're so sorry. And he said, "That's funny because I was just texting my daughter and she'd asked me if I'd been hit by a golf ball yet today." <laughs> <laughs> and just and barely, you are. <laughs> yeah, just that, just barely. That would be me. I mean, we watched it just like perfectly go and just. Like, oh, it was wham! a beautiful shot so until fun. it was under his cart. And then it wasn't. Oops. Oops. <laughs> but luckily he was very understanding and, and very nice. He only ha- he has one mechanical leg and one regular leg. Oh. 
So he's, he, he gets around really well on the golf cart. But we really like him. We weren't sure about him at first because he used to do the same thing. He would just stop and stare at us yeah. and wait Way for us to tee off. Uh, yeah, he'd wait for us to tee off. And we're like, why do, why do marshals have to do that behind women? Yeah, really. Do they not know that it's, it's already, this game's already intimidating. You don't need to make it worse by sitting behind us while we're trying to tee off. Yeah. Or sitting on the side of us while we're trying to putt. I don't know. I mean, I, I almost would like to have a powwow with, I mean, I want to have a podcast with a couple of marshals. Yeah, I think that'd be good, honestly, to ask him, like, why is it that you guys behave a certain way? Yeah. Like, do they tell you in the clubhouse to, like, watch out for certain people beforehand? Yeah. Is that what it is? Is it, like, something that comes from, like, the head pro that says, hey, if there's women out there, keep an eye on them? Is it, uh, you know, well, cause it's coming from, or it has to be coming thing? from somewhere. Where, where is it coming but is from? It, is it more of a culture thing where it's like everyone's just used to keeping a closer eye on women golfers? Or is it coming from somebody inside saying, hey, these no, ladies I just might think fall it, behind? I think it's the, 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 the cultural the cultural, part. and just the, yeah, the whole thing about women in general. See, and I think that might be part of the reason why we don't have as many women players compared to men. Mm-hmm. Is because they get scared off. Yeah, well, of course. Yeah. It's easy to scare them off because, you know, we don't know the rules. We don't know everything. And we make the assumption mm-hmm. that just because they're men, they know the rules. And they know everything that they're supposed to be doing. And, and they know them better no than we way. do. Oh, there's absolutely <laughs> no way. No way. I will tell you what. There are some very strong-willed golfer that are men. And they're usually from what the ages of 55 to 75 and you can't argue with them. You can't tell them that they're wrong. And I run a lot of problems with this in my career because you know, like I'm running the course, I'm running the clubhouse, I make up the tournament handicaps Mm -hmm. and oh no, no, no. This 20 something year old girl doesn't know anything. Even though I have been trained and taught and schooled by the best, by the best, I still don't know anything compared to the 75 year old man that has played here every day for 60 years. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds exactly what they sound like too that's too funny (laughs) well what are you guys hoping to get out of what are you you hoping to get out of um being here for the epson tour and stuff like that um we actually got the chance to talk to some pros the other day okay yeah how did that go it was super cool they kind of talk like talk to us about how they putt sometimes so like getting more of their routine and what they do to train was cool to learn. So. And it's kind of cool to get up close and personal with them. I mean, we were just having a conversation earlier today about um, uh, Rose Zhang, who was here two years ago, and then Vivian Vu, who was here last year. So one Symmetra, one Epson, both of them won the last two LPGA majors. Like, in two years, one in two years, they went from here at the Epson Tour, here at Copper Rock, to the biggest stage in women's golf. It's pretty incredible. It's really cool to get to watch it's, that sort of thing. It's super fun to be a part of it too. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh yeah, because you guys are you guys them. are behind the ropes. Oh yeah, and it's so neat. And all the girls are so polite and they're so sweet. And I was going to ask you, aren't they? Aren't they? Aren't they so cute and nice? And they want to be um, public. And and I was telling Lindsay about how we're gonna. I don't know if you're going to be with us, but hopefully you'll join us too when uh, Layla or Leela. Um, tees off tomorrow because we want to be able to cheer and scream and yell for her. I can't wait. I got to watch her tee off the very first Did stage. you? I was just there for a second, just in time to see And Layla did you and hear that her crack and it's, that ball? Oh, it's the best sound. I know. <laughs> it's just so perfect and it's just so incredible. And then she just, I mean, just, okay. 
And, and it's so funny because she's so powerful, but she's still a 19-year-old girl. Oh, yeah. She's still... And that's the hard thing for I think most people to realize is that these girls are still young. Yeah. Like, you have a 19-year-old girl out there who's just playing golf, doing her best, learning, you know, like the rest of us do when we're out there on our own is we're just learning what we could do better. But they are so humble and so sweet. I know. That's what I'm so excited about. And so the Epson tour is coming up to Salt Lake. And so it's going to play at uh, Soldier Hollow. And um, because First Tee is volunteering and I get to be a major volunteer. I don't know what that even means, but Paul let me pick what I wanted to do. <gasps> What'd you pick? What I picked the scoring table. Oh, very so good. So all of the girls have to come to me with their scores at the end of the, at the end of the round. So I get to meet all of them. That'll be really neat. Yeah, That's I'm super one. excited. Yeah. I just want to do one where we're sitting down in the cool. Yeah, in the cool. <laughs> somewhere somewhere well, shaded. Hopefully in the, in the cool. fall you guys will be all right. I mean, it's nice on our front because we send girls out into all different departments. Like you have like your spotters, your mm-hmm. marshals, your caddies. How fun. Your scorekeepers, your leaderboard. I actually got to help the uh, chairman of the leaderboard this year. That's our coach, Marilee. She's been the chairman for the last three years. And her job is really neat, but it's really stressful at the same time. She's yeah. got to make sure her leaderboard guys are out there doing what they're supposed to be doing, make sure they're being quiet on the tee and on the green, wherever they're at. But there's so many different jobs where you'll never be bored because there's so many different things you can do. Okay, so are you going to meet us on the 18th hole? I will be there. Okay, Here we let's go. do it. Made us on the 18th hole, and I have I'm bring, I brought my master's umbrella because <gasps> it's ginormous, and it's going to keep me nice and cool tomorrow because it's going to be like 90. Yeah, it's going to be pretty nice. They luckily have lots of tents and canopies and everything oh, they? set up, too. They have a pretty good setup this year. They moved the course around compared to last year. Oh, okay. So hole number one is actually 12 this year. Okay. So you'll have and to that's do- usually where they, st- that's where they started last year. Yeah, which is so funny, but it was completely just kind of moved around for the Epson tour last year, and now this is how it's originally supposed to be. Okay. So where the driving range is, hole number 10, was it 10 Oh, yeah, year? because they be had one. to finish, yeah, they had to finish up some stuff up there. Yeah, and so you know the hole where they have, like, the split green. I think mm-hmm. it was like seven last mm-hmm. year. That's hole 18. Okay. So hole nine and 18 will finish is both at the same spot. Okay. But how are they going to put grandstands out there? They, they, it's amazing. You'll have oh, to see really? it. It's so cool. Okay. I can't yeah, wait so to see You have that. like the, the 18 greens and the grandstands and then behind it is the driving range and hole one is just down the hill. Okay. Oh, that's going to be great. Lindsay, have you ever played Copper Rock? Yes. I, okay. Yes, I have. Okay. So you remember the, the dual... Yes. Greens. So cool. I'm so excited. I know. I am too. I really am. (laughs) We have to get up early. I have to get up early. Well, you guys, thank you so much for coming by and chatting with us and giving us your scoop on the, on the tournament and the tour. Thank you. We're happy to be here. It's always such a good experience. Yes. Thanks for having us. (laughs) Thanks for coming. You guys are awesome. Lindsay. Yes. Any last words? had a wonderful time today yes Yes, driving to st george (laughs) playing oh we played i forgot we did play (laughs) man i forget stuff i'm getting so old it's really bad anyway thank you girls so much and hopefully we'll talk to you soon we will give an update podcast um on our experience and then we're also going to play sky mountain on sunday so thanks all